Have you heard? Amazon is now hiring for their new site opening soon in New Albany. Be one of the first to take advantage of launching a new career at one of the best workplaces in the world. Being a part of Amazon includes great benefits and competitive pay, plus many opportunities for advancement. So get a new job today and kickstart a new career tomorrow. Learn more about the perks of working at a new Amazon site. Go to amazon.com slash start now. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. All Hit Radio! To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right around the world, as well as the many satellite programming providers that we are on these days. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com and all social media sites, TV, and our website, Guess what it is? You've got it after 25 years. If you don't know it by now, something's wrong somewhere. www.exxonradiotv.com I've got to tell you something, uh, Exxonation. I've heard about this, the clown syndrome, the clown sightings. And I figured, oh, what is all this about? But then a good friend of mine in Niagara Falls who works at the Niagara Falls Review said, hey, Rob, why don't you check out one of the stories we're running today? And I did, and there I turned to the page that he sent me, and it says, Creepy clown craze hits Canada. Costume store owner warns, stay away from schoolyards. That's perverted. Uh, let me see. Sean Hamilton, the owner of the Amazing Party and Costume in, on, in Toronto, is getting calls daily from people looking for creepy clown costumes, and he has one message for them. Don't be stupid. Stay away from the schoolyards. That's just perverted. Creepy clown pranksters who have terrified kids and adults since the middle of the summer in the southern states have moved north of the border uh, with reported sightings and threats from Nova Scotia all the way to Alberta. 
We've decided that we would check in with a clown expert. Chrissy Steed is our special guest, and uh, she is an adolescent motivational expert. And the question to Chrissy is, how real is America's creepy clown phenomenon? Chrissy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So how... And, yeah. And, what's, and in that respect, I mean, it's, it's crazy what's going on right now with this clown phenomenon. Is, the, is there any... Is there any sense to it? Like, is this just an extension of the Pokemon craze? Is this just something that that is that is arising because Halloween is so close? Or is there something more behind it that we have yet to discover? I absolutely believe that um, Halloween is around the corner. Mm-hmm. This is where you typically see all the jokesters. You hear about the guy in the white van driving around and just crazy things that you wouldn't necessarily hear about any time of the year, I guarantee you after November 1st, this mm-hmm. will probably blow over <laughs> and everyone will say, clown what? You know, It'll be a thing of the past. Just for our Canadian listeners, Nova Scotia RCMP arrested a 24-year-old man wearing a clown mask uh, who they say was grabbed at the clothing of a, of a who, was clothing, who was grabbing at the clothing of a young man walking home. Earlier this week, Halifax police said a photo posted on social media appeared to show a clown standing outside a local high school. Uh, let me see. Similar threats were made on social media in Truro, Nova Scotia. In Toronto, crops say that a teen dressed up as a clown chased kids around Toronto schoolyard Wednesday afternoon. Like, is the world going crazy? Is this something Stephen King has something to do with? Does he have a new book coming out? Not to my knowledge, no. But I, I really do believe that there are copycats. So with the, the rise of social media and, and people seeing, oh, you know, oh, there's a clown, you know, tactic or scare tactic going, going on. I'm going to join that you know, and be a part of it. You have kids out here, and most of them are young, who who are part, they, they follow the crowd. So if the crowd is doing something, they're going to follow the crowd too. Think about it like Pokemon. One person did it, and then it caught on. So it's really a ripple effect. Um, I wouldn't take it too seriously as far as um, classifying it as a real threat mm-hmm. to um, society at all. But, you know, clowns were supposed to be funny. Clowns were supposed to make us laugh, not scare the hell out of us. Where, where, what happened? Well, well, you have, the thing is that you have a lot of, um, you have horror movies coming out right now and different things coming out, and um, they're just feeding off, to be honest, mm. what they see. Well, I, I could see it. What they I, I could see them being scared if they were masks and people dressed as Hillary Clinton or or Donald Trump. But <laughs> clowns, my well, I guess they are clowns in one yeah. way, are they? Well, well, you know what? They're feeding into the phobias. A lot of people, unfortunately, it's crazy. They're scared of clowns, and they're feeding into that phobia of scary clowns and you know mm-hmm. clowns being this weird psycho sort of thing. And, um, I mean, I personally know of, of a few people, I mean, adults, who are scared to death of a clown. And I think people are feeding into those fears. All right, Chrissy, stand by. You and I have to take a short break. Exo Nation, Chrissy Steed is our very special guest. www.kittypreneur.com. And uh, we're going to be talking about the fear of clowns, as well as how you should talk to your children about this. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And for all you clowns out there, you better not come around my place because 
Mm, I'm an ex-cop, and I know how to take care of clowns. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th, Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. Chrissy Steed is our special guest, and uh, she is an adolescent motivational expert. And the abundance of news stories and the holy grail of analytics, Google Trends, will tell you that the phenomenon is spreading when it comes to the fear of clowns, whether or not it is based in fact. The number of people searching for clown sightings on Google has spiked in the past several weeks, from no searches in late August to dozens each day, 
by the start of October. Police have strengthened security at schools for anonymous clown-related threats, and officers have also issued updates on department Facebooks asking residents to stop sending in tips about clowns. The image of a creepy clown taps into the people's fears and is posing a real problem within the younger community. So how do we talk to our kids and keep them safe? My guest this hour, Chrissy Steed, uses her book, The Kittypreneur in You, to explain adolescent mind and how things like scary clowns can really work on their conscience. So, Chrissy, how do we take it from here? Now, uh, we I think you and I both agree that Social media is just playing into the fear the fear factor when it comes to the clowns. But kids, young kids, don't understand what is going on. So how do we talk to our kids? Well, I think the first thing that you parents need to understand and do is that um, don't instill the fear of clowns into your children. Um, that's not the fear. Yeah. That's not the, te- the way to go. Um, I was... I have an eight-year-old, and the way I speak to her about it, because she is asking, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, Mom, are, are all clowns bad, and why are they doing this? And I'm like, no, all clowns aren't bad. This is what you need to do. You treat a clown like you treat a stranger. So the same thing, don't go up to strangers. Don't speak to people that you don't know. If there's someone that, that looks suspicious or you feel like you're in danger, reach out to a trusted adult. Go to someone else. So pretty much the, the, the tone is the same as far as, um, you know, the stranger danger mm-hmm. kind of concept. But I, I wouldn't pinpoint it specifically to clowns. You know, this because is... Because then it is in this, in this fear. So when they go to circuses, it's automatically, this clown is bad. You know, I can't go near it. You know, so sure. we don't want to instill that fear in children. And this is from a radio station that I used to be the executive producer at, a News Talk 610 CKTB from their website, just just now, Niagara police say they're investigating reports of clown sightings in the region. A Facebook post is shared online shows pictures of a clown at the Welland Avenue Walmart in St. Catharines, allegedly chasing customers in the parking lot. There are other reports of clown sightings in Welland and Niagara Falls. Niagara Regional Police Constable Phil Gavin tells CKTB that they are looking into these reports. Unexplained clown sightings have become a recent phenomenon in the United States and are now appearing in Canada. So is this like copycats? Uh, but once again... Yeah. Definitely copycats. Um, like I said, with the rise of social media, they're seeing this on online, they're seeing it in the news, and it's like, hey, this looks like something fun, let me do that. Kids are, kids, uh, older kids, teenagers, young adults, are typical pranksters, and I think this is just another way to for them to prank others. Hmm. Um, I actually read recently that um, there was a clown on a bridge standing there and um, kind of scaring people, not really doing anything, but just standing there. And the cops actually said it was okay because he wasn't doing it. He wasn't bothering anyone. He was just standing there. So I think you have a lot of pranksters, a lot of copycats. Um, I I really wouldn't take it seriously, to be honest. You know, you were saying that some people... Scare the kids with clowns. Who in their right mind would do that? What kind of parent is so warped, so demented, so perverted that they use clowns to scare their kids with? Like, these are people who shouldn't have kids. Well, I don't think it's the parents per se. I think it's um, ingrained fears of the parents. So the parents grew up scared of clowns. Then they tell their kids about these stories of, oh, my God, I met a clown and his face is scary, and I'm, I'm scared of it. So then they... 
the kids develop this fear. I don't think the parents, well, most parents anyway, yeah. don't do it intentionally. <laughs> so let me see. Are our children smarter than we think? I, I do think so. I think so. They, I mean, when I was younger, our fear was, oh, there's a, there's a white van coming through here. Be, you know, you have to be care- scared of this white van. Um, the kids today are questioning everything. They want to know why and, you know, why they're doing this and who's this person and what's the theory behind it. Um, kids from, the, you know, back in the day, we took things at face value. You know, yeah. if, there, if there's a clown, if there's something going on, we made sure we stayed away from it. But the kids today, they're savvy. They're going on. They're researching. They're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. So the fact that the kids have access to all this this technology that can give them answers that were not accessible to kids, you know, we used to use a library where there were books. Right. Encyclopedias. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> does does this work both sides of the sword where it's good and bad? Right. It it definitely is because um because they are, they do have access to social media and different outlets and news and everything like that. They are becoming more aware. They know more. They they're exposed to more compared to when we were younger, when we had encyclopedias. And if you didn't watch it on the news, you probably didn't hear about it. But um, yeah, they're on social media. They hear their friends talking about it. They're they're going to school and their their friends are saying, "Hey, have you seen it on Instagram?" So it's a it's a it's a positive and it's a negative, you know, because not only are they exposed to more things that are Mm-hmm. potentially dangerous or not not cool but they but they also can grasp information and kind of figure out what's real and what's not and, and form an educated opinion so how do we how do we protect our children and their brilliant minds from something like this the clown scare the fear of clowns and whatever else social media might engage the less intelligent into doing well i i really believe it's up to the parents to educate um their children. They, parents have to be savvy as well. Um, they need to know what social media sites are available, what um, what their kids are being exposed to. They need to be supervised when they're online so they know exactly what's going on and how to um, limit mm-hmm. um, their exposure to such things. So par- I, I definitely... Um, I definitely have the parents more involved in what's going on, and I think it'll, it'll make a big difference. I, I can understand that with children, but what about these 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 teenagers that are being scared by clowns? People who go to a shopping center are being chased by clowns. That does right. not. This does not seem to me to be a person who is in their right frame of mind. Right. I say with a teenager, you get to be vigilant. I mean, walk in groups, stay stay together, um, be aware of your surroundings. Unfortunately, you know, as teenagers are, parents. Um, Parents aren't supervising them 1,000% because, you know, at that age, they don't want sure. parents hanging around them all day. But I would say definitely travel in packs, be mindful, try to stay in well-lit areas, um, notify the police if something is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, just just really be vigilant, especially in today's society, what's going on, even outside of the clown. You know, just know your surroundings. Never travel alone if you can help yeah. it. And, um, you know, just just... You know, if you see a thought, try, try to stay around positivity and, and things of that nature. Yeah, it's, it's just like the old adage when when dealing with strange areas where terrorism is supposed to be. For example, in the airports, if you see something strange, 
make you know report it if you see a bag it's common sense but it also seems it's common sense not for people to dress up in clown outfits so (laughs) you know i i've got to tell you something chrissy as an ex-cop i find this i find this very very unsettling that we have adults and teenagers who are going in and dressing up as a clown and then scaring people chasing people grabbing people which is assault right now it's 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 weird because um mental (laughs) mental illness is on the rise so what we see as oh my god that's that's out of the norm is this that's not how you um you know act in society you shouldn't be doing this thing these things you have individuals with mental illnesses who have who don't see any issue or no pro- any problems with what they're doing. They they actually think it's um, it's thrilling for them. They get some sort of excited excitement out of it, which is scary, um, because they're, they're they're not really understanding the ramifications of what they're doing. Well, you know what? This is this has sparked so many calls into our newsroom here at the Canadian News Network that the people on the other side of the building at the at the Canadian News Network they're actually right now building a website. And Craig, what's the website? clownsightings.org and what they're doing is they're going to be putting in the places where clown sightings are, what to do and if it's okay with you Chrissy I'd like to put a link to your website and and to you on that uh, on that site okay great once again if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem right and you my dear from what I've read are part of the solution and you're to be commended for that thank you all right, tell me, we've got about three minutes before I have to take my next break. Tell me a little bit about Kitty Preneur. Well, the Kitty Preneur brand is a company which I founded. It teaches young children and youth. This is a, this is a positive. It will keep them out of trouble and possibly uh, keep them away from all the clown um, nonsense going on at the moment. But we teach children entrepreneurship skills. They learn to open their own businesses, start their own businesses, and become productive individuals in today's society. We're actually looking for um, independent business owners, schools, schools, teachers, to actually um, adopt a curriculum, then implement it within their districts, and this is nationwide. Wow. Um, and hopefully, if we, can get, if we can get the kids focused on things that are more positive, mm-hmm. it'll keep them away from the negativity and following the crowd. We want them to be leaders and, um, you know, thoughtful people of society. Has anybody contacted you about opening up, uh, working with you on a clown school? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> but, I mean, that can be a possibility. I mean, if, if they're that interested yep. in clowns, then maybe we can create something around it in a positive way. You see, that's what I love. I love people who look for solutions, who, who are saying, you know, there's enough problems out there. Let's, let's use what we have, take a lemon and turn it into lemonade. And I think that you are doing that. And hats off to you, Chrissy. Thank you. So let me see. Um, you're also a motivational expert, an adolescent motivational yeah. expert. How do you how do you motivate adolescents? Because you know I'm I'm a dad. My wife and I have six growing children now. But I remember the adolescent years. You know, lay on the couch, eat bonbons. I used to call it the Peggy uh, the Peggy what was it? Peggy Bundy syndrome. That's it. Peggy Bundy. Yes. You know, like the lawn needs to be cut. Yeah, later, Dad. Like that was three weeks ago, son. The lawn. Yeah, Dad. Come on, it's summer holidays. Like I worked all year in school. Yeah, you got an F. I can really see how much you worked in school, kid. So, yeah. You know, how do we motivate the kids of today? 
Well, I think you have to give them choices. Um, they do not, and what I've noticed, they do not operate well under dictatorship. So mm-hmm. go mow the lawn, go wash dishes, go do that. It doesn't work today. Hell, I mean, it worked with me. The, the concept, huh? I said it worked with me. It did with me as well. Yeah. It was, <laughs> if my dad and mom said, get up and do something, I got up in two seconds. Uh-huh. Exactly. And everything was done. You know, wash the dishes, clean this. Yep. I did it with no issue. But today's children are more challenging. They, they're more advanced and they're more mature for the most part mm-hmm. than we were as kids. Um, I, I think giving them leeway, asking questions, allowing them to be a part of coming up with the solution to the problem actually helps. And it, it helps with, um, I, do, I have an eight-year-old and she's like a, she's like a, tw- a teen. She wow. has her own opinions, and um, she has her own business as well. Um, just her, thing, you know, her. She likes the leadership skills. All right, so you and I have to take children. And- you and I have to take a brief break. We'll be right back. Exxon Nation. Chrissy Steed is our special guest. www.kittypreneur.com. I'll be back. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics 
from astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Welcome back, everyone. Have you seen a clown lately? Is there a clown around your corner? Well, apparently clown settings are becoming a concern to law enforcement officers and parents as well as school teachers. These clowns who, for some reason, love to scare the hell out of kids, adults, adolescents, are getting a thrill out of this. And I I think that these people need their heads examined. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy who takes a look at life and says, hey, if you've got to dress up as a clown to get your thrills, um, you need to go see a doctor. And I'm not talking about a doctor who will look at your foot. I'm talking about a doctor who will look at your head. Mind you, if you dress up like a clown and like to scare people, I think your head and your foot, as well as another part of your body, are totally interchangeable. Chrissy Steed is our guest, and uh, she uses her book, Kittypreneur, in you to explain the adolescent mind, uh, to, to explain the adolescent mind and how things like scary clowns can really work on their conscience. I remember kids, when I was a kid, being afraid of Santa Claus. Have you ever heard really? of that? Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. I love Santa. He was the coolest guy ever. <laughs> He, he, he still is. He still is, Chrissy. He's, he comes every 24th of December. And, man, I'm going to tell you something, Chrissy. You wake up Christmas morning, there's going to be gifts there for you. Tons of them. He's the best guy ever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, does the social aspect of the influx of different um, religions and different philosophies and different ways of... of uh, being in society because of the open door influx of of immigration, does this play into the part that you're seeing when it comes to having to work with children? No, absolutely not. It has nothing to do with um, their background or what's going on in their in their demographic. Not at all. 
All right, so so how would you, as a motivational uh, expert, when it comes to adolescence, motivate kids? How do you do that, Chrissy? I'm sure there are people listening right now. They pulled over on the side of the road, and they're saying, oh, this I've got to hear. Well, number one, don't become a dictator. Teens do not respond to dictatorship sort of um, task and, and request. Um, let them be a leader. Let them be um, the choosers. Give them choices. Let them um, decide for themselves. And if they make the wrong decision, it's okay because you you can use it as a learning experience for them. It's okay. I mean, you have, you have to think about it. When we were teenagers, we didn't like to be told exactly what to do. Um, you know, we like to kind of make our own decisions as long as it's not anything that's extremely harmful. Let them make their own decision and then just sit there and watch them fall. It's okay for them to fall. <laughs> they need to fall in order to realize that um, what mommy and daddy said was actually accurate. Yeah, uh, you and I come from the same school when we were kids. You know, mom would say jump and you'd say how high, how far, and when can I land? But exactly. today, But today it's like, yeah, take a chill. I'm busy right now. Hmm. Right. You have to motivate them. You have to make them see the importance of what what needs to be done. I mean, my daughter's eight years old, and she has a sneaker line. And it's something that I didn't have to force her to do. It was something that she saw as a, a benefit for, to herself. You know, hey, I can make my own money. Hmm, okay, I'm going to start my own sneaker line at eight years old. They, they need to see the benefit of what they're doing. Um, you, if you ask the kids today to go mow a lawn, what, you know, they're not really benefiting from that. So they're, they're going to be a little more rebellious. But if you say, hey, you know, start your own business. Can you do this? How about you start a business mowing lawns and making your own money? And then it puts things into a different perspective. And that's what the Kittypreneur brand is all about. But kids making their own money, do they pay into the house at that time? You know, because mom and dad are still shilling up the money for the food, for the insurance, for the rent, for the clothes. Well, well how do how no, do you turn depends, how do you turn this? It depends on the age. Um, my, like for instance, my daughter's eight years old. Uh, it's not she would not be paying into the rent, but it's a great opportunity to teach them about savings. And um, if they want special, for instance, for her special toys or gadgets, it's a great way for her to start saving and say, okay, if I want this special item you know, maybe I can use some of the money that I made from my venture to support um, support what I want, as well as teaching them about giving back to the community. My daughter wants to give back to uh, schools across the country that are, 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 you know, underprivileged and give out shoes and that, that sort of thing. So it really opens up their mind. I mean, as parents, we have to think outside of the box. Our children are way more advanced than they were when we were younger, and they, they're ready to um, explore, you know, more adult um, sort of roles. You mm-hmm. know, um, being a CEO at a young age is a great thing. But are we not giving them the wrong message that, you know, geez, it's nice that you're a kid, it's nice that you're an adolescent, it's nice that, you know, you're a little more advanced than we were when we were kids, but you still have to have respect. You still have obligations oh. that you do. You still have your chores that have to be done. You're not going to get a free Absolutely. pass. Absolutely. Now, with becoming a, a boss, you're not um, you're not going to neglect your household duties in, in respecting adult authority. That's not that's not the way to go at all. You know. Um, yeah, okay, you're, you're mowing the lawn, you're, you have a little business, okay, but that's, you know, that's, that's not respect. You know, it has nothing to do with respect. That's a, that's a separate category. 
respect is something that should be ingrained into the child. I mean, whether whether you're eight years old or whether you're 50, respect is respect. And um, doing the right thing is something that should be done regardless of age. So what kind of businesses can a young person get into? For example, uh, your daughter, what, what is her business? So my daughter's eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, her first business was actually when she was three years old, and she started a tutu line. She saw me doing things, and she started crafting concepts. But then at eight, she's like, hey, Mom, I don't want to do tutus no more. I'm too big for that. So now she's doing sne- – she has her own sneaker line. So she designs her sneakers, and then we get them manufactured. We get them outsourced. And it's funny because she just met with QVC um, to, uh, to pitch her product to QVC and then hopefully to some re- uh, retailers um, throughout the United States. So she's she's the designer of her own footwear brand. Wow. At the age of eight. She's eight years old with her own footwear brand. Good for her. What are some and, of the... you know, I, I, I guess encourage parents to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to motivate their children if it's something that they're into. What other kind of businesses have you helped children or teens get into? Um, you have T-shirt lines. You have children who started, who um, who actually collected tons of books throughout their childhood, and now they have their own bookstore. So they would go to fairs and different outlets, and they would sell their books there. Um, of course, you have the, the cliched lemonade stands, and um, you have children who are authors. You have children who are, um, they, they, they're producing their own movies. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, once you take off that cap, mm-hmm. Their imagination is, I mean, just, just like the clowns in their imagination, but if we can steer them the right way, um, their imaginations run wild. And, and if we can support them at a young age, I mean, you'll have a whole bunch of new Bill Gates and um, all kind of great people out here. All right, that's the pro side. What are, what are the drawbacks? Um, the drawbacks is, let's see, well... They're still kids. My daughter still plays in the park. She does a lot of other things. She's in activities and, and everything. Um, the only drawback is if you want to make sure that the, your kid stays balanced. I mean, some parents may actually take it overboard and see it as a money maker for them, and it should not be. It should be a way for the child to understand, mm-hmm. um, you know, investing and, and getting, you know, saving their money if they're going to college afterwards and whatnot. But, um, the the most important thing is that the child stays balanced. I mean, some parents may actually have their kids consumed in the business, and that's not what we want. We want we want them to be have a passion, to allow their passion to make money, but still be able to have fun. So we want that balance across the board. Yeah, I, where do you where do, where do you draw that balance? Where is the balance? Because you you get some kids. You know, they make a little bit of money, and boy, oh boy, they just focus in on the money, the aspect of making money. Home, friends, church, whatever else is put to a side because they have been bitten by the money bug. And other right. kids, you know, they'll get the money and they'll say, eh, I made a few bucks today, I'll go out buy a pair of jeans or I'll buy a new set of, um, you know, running shoes or, or whatever the case may be. And they'll be satisfied. So how do you draw that line of sensibility since they are adolescents? It's really up to the parents. I mean, the parents have to set the tone. If you go in saying, all I want to do is make money, and then that's going to that's gonna be their mindset. But if you go in there with a bigger picture, okay, you know, we're going to learn about saving. We're going to learn about speaking to other people. We're going to learn about negotiating deals. 
We're going to learn. So you make it more of a learning process. And when the money comes, when the, the money that comes in mm-hmm. is a bonus. So you know, if, if they can use those tools for for everyday life, then they've grasped the concept of being a kiddiepreneur. What happens if the information that they're being taught by a mentor is all wrong? Like if there's a lot of wannabe uh, wannabe entrepreneur experts out there that are right. that are dire failures yet in their mind hey they're a success so how do you gauge who is who and how do you how do you vet them well the thing is that i've also i have my own book the kittypreneuring you and i have a curriculum and modules that go along with the, the book so i have a curriculum and um the curriculum we, we are looking for you know teachers educators um, business gurus, IBOs, to, to to take the actual curriculum and incorporate it into their teachings. If they incorporate the curriculum into their teachings, you really can't go wrong. It's when you start to um, go on tangents and move away from the curriculum and add your own into it is when we deal with a lot of problems. And so mm-hmm. far, we haven't had any. Um, you will get these experts who claim that they, you know, their way is the way, and if you don't follow their way, you know, you'll falter. Yet, when you follow their plan, you do still fall. Um, you just have to learn how to decipher and know what's real and what's not. I mean, you you have to look at the outcome. Sure. At the end of our programs, um, after 10 weeks, we do evaluations. And that's how we see where the kids are coming from, how the teachers are teaching, and then we get positive feedback from that, that way as well. It's a 10-week program. It's a 10-week program. It can be condensed to eight weeks, depending on how uh, fast the, the youth are learning. We start at third grade, and it goes up to high school. Fascinating. Listen, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Please stand by, Chrissy. Exonation, our guest this hour is Chrissy Steed. And if you'd like to find out more information about Chrissy, her website is www.kittypreneur.com. That's K-I-D-D-I-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Dot com And Chrissy uh, is also the author of, a top-selling author, I might add, of The Kittypreneur in You. And once again, her website, www.kittypreneur.com. Now, I've got a quick question for each and every one of you out there. Yep, you know the question I'm going to ask. How would you like to be part of UFO history? Yep, unidentified flying object history. There's a satellite program that will be launching a satellite launching from the Mojave Desert in the summer of 2017 with a satellite on top with the sole mission of looking for UFOs in close Earth orbit. If you'd like to become part of history, if you'd like to take part in this project, just go to www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. That's www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. Chrissy Steed and I return on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years and author of four books 
and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. 
As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. GeneX provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Back everyone, Chrissy Steed is our very special guest, and uh, I've got to tell you something, Chrissy. I've been doing this show for 25 years, and you are the one of the people that we've had the opportunity of having on the show for 25 years, who, in my opinion, are making a great difference in the lives of many, many, many children. And my hat is off to you. Um, Thank you so much. Your project is it available only in the only in the United States, or are you looking to expand? And if so, how could somebody become involved? We are definitely looking to expand to other countries. Right now, we are based in the United States, but we are looking to expand. And if some people are interested in becoming IBOs, teachers interested in adapting and um, taking on this curriculum in their schools, um, community programs, nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. it, pretty much any youth organization. They can email info at just the number four, the letter uxpo.com, or they can visit our website, www.kittypreneur.com. All right, we've got all that. We're going to put that on our website, and hopefully we'll be able to help get the message out there and uh, help you with, you know, the spread of your great idea. What's next Thank for you. you? What's next for you, Cressy? Like you've done so much already. You're the founder and CEO of the Kittypreneur brand. You're an ad- adolescent motivational expert. You're a strategic development coach. You're a top-selling author. You're a master educator and digital curation specialist. You're the creator of the Kittypreneur educational curriculum. You know what's next? Well, I, I want a reality show. I want to actually take people behind the scenes to see. Um, so they can actually see what a kiddiepreneur is, you know, see what these kids are actually doing. I mean, because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And I would love for the world to see that. So I'm, I'm trying to connect with some producers to uh, actually make that uh, a reality. 
What are your, you know, if, if for moms and dads listening who are still on the side of the highway somewhere with their jaw dropped, resting on the, you know, the bottom of the steering wheel because they can't believe that you can actually motivate adolescents. What are some yeah. tips that you can give them? Um, just in general, you know, as, as a parent, be their, be their support. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have to sacrifice some things, which is okay for now because they'll pay off in the end. Um, listen to your, your children. If they have an idea, hone their talents. Um, but also remember to create boundaries and balance. I believe it's important in developing a, a well-rounded child team. And um, that that's really it. My, my main thing is support your children 1,000% um, and, and let them know that you're there for them because as you get older, you're going to want them to be there for you. So the roles are going to sure. reverse. So um, just, just be there for your children and, and support their endeavors 1,000%. That's all I can really say. And you'll see the fruits of your labor as um, your children really begin, begin to appreciate um, appreciate you, yeah. You know, Chrissy, I, I don't know one business person in this world who hasn't had a failure. Now, my way of looking at a failure in business, it's a lesson to success. How do you tell a Absolutely. child, how do you tell that to a child who has put his heart or her heart and soul into their, into their little business and something just sends them off their little world. It's a disaster. And well, you know how kids are. How do you how do you tell them that this is part of success? Well, I believe in before you even begin to teach the the, the concept of entrepreneurship, you must let them know that you failed. Because most entrepreneurs have failed. I failed. Sure. <laughs> you know, in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Um, let them know that failure is okay. It's not you you failed. It's not a bad thing. No, because so, a failure... Um, if you come uh, up front, let them know that it's okay to fail, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing, but you'll see them kind of bounce back uh, uh, quicker. Maybe we should take the word fail out of the equation and use the word lesson. Right, right. Yeah. Um, we, we, I mean, failure is, is not an option. You, most people do. But um, just, you know, things happen. You're not going to succeed 1,000%. It's okay if things don't go your way. Um, let's try it a different way. So with the, with the Kittypreneur curriculum and the modules, it's actually, um, we designed it so that kids can go back and so their first business didn't work out, they can go back and recreate another one. So they can keep going back and they can keep redeveloping their ideas until they finally find one that works. And you can bring up um, examples like mm-hmm. the Bill Gates and the Marks from Facebook and how they failed in the beginning, but they were able to overcome that. What is the most popular new business that young entrepreneurs are getting into? Apps. Um, gaming is really, really popular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of young entrepreneurs getting into apps and coding. That's probably one of the hottest areas right now. That's the they're the hottest areas right now. But you as a as an entrepreneurial guru, where do you see the markets in the next five to ten years? Well, it really depends. Um, I do see the retail market still being as um, as amazing as it is right now. So you're going to see a whole slew of uh, I believe new retailers popping up. Um, not so much uh, brick and mortar, but you're going to see. Um, you're going to see businesses online. You're going to see a lot more businesses online, mm-hmm. uh, retail retailers. You're going to see a lot more 
um, apps and computer gaming and, and those sort of systems um, being created. You're going to see new wave technology being created. Um, I, I believe the, the, the ways of the past are going to be obsolete. Um, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the storefronts are probably not going to exist eventually. You're going to see everything online. Or if you go into a store, it's not going to be where you can actually buy the product. But you can go in there and purchase a product on a computer, and they ship it but, to your but house. You're starting to see that now. But is, isn't, that, isn't that being detrimental to the retail trade? Because what we're doing is mm-hmm. we're actually teaching, or what we're doing is promoting the use of, of uh of, of the computers and the online to take jobs away from thousands of people? Well, not necessarily because you're going to need those people to then handle the, the demand <laughs> of every, of the, the, the influx of all of those, um, those originally in-store sales. They're going to be now cut. You're going to need customer service online. You're going to need. So I think it's just going to move those people, those mm-hmm. sort of people that, that were in the stores into a different area. I understand that. I understand that. But customer service online is usually now, uh, you know, sent out to either India, Pakistan, or Malaysia, or the Philippines. For example, if you have a problem with your Adobe software, customer support is in is in Pakistan. If you have a problem with uh, some of the other software, you go to the Philippines. If you have a problem in Canada with Bella Canada, you're shipped somewhere else away from oh. Canada. So you're, we're not creating jobs in either Canada or the United States. What we're doing is we're sourcing out. Well, when it comes to, well, then you have to think about corporate responsibility. Um, when it comes to, like, if that becomes the, 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 mm-hmm. the future where jobs are now being, um, you know, everything is online, everything is digitalized, then mm-hmm. it's going to be the corporate responsibility to ensure that those people who, no longer have those in, in, you know, in-store sort of jobs, even though I don't think they're going to go away. But if they don't have those in-store jobs, that those people are still employed by the company. So corporations will have to take a long, hard look at that aspect of their business model. Um, unfortunately, with, when it comes to technology, and yeah. I've seen that because when I call or if I call for my cable, I'm being outsourced overseas, which, you know, which, which, is, which is horrible. Um, but you know, um, we need to fix that as a as a whole, as a as a country. To be honest, it's a it's a bigger problem than just retail sales. It's it's a it's crossing over a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I understand that a hundred percent. What are your yeah. final What are your final thoughts for our listeners? Um, my final thoughts is you know just continue to push your children, um, be advocates advocates for them, um, and, and support their growth. They, they'll really appreciate it. I've seen parents come to me at the end and say, you know, you really inspired me. You helped me to work with my children. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for you to, for parents to engage with their children on, um, you know, with their projects and their activities. And, you know, it, it, they'll, they'll develop a, a stronger relationship. Are there and, any... Um, it's are- are there any statistics that would support the entrepreneur program when it comes to uh, decreasing de- uh, juvenile delinquency, for example? We have not looked at that. Um, we haven't compared or did, a, did an um, analytical analysis of uh, that. But my thought process is parents who are engaged in their child's lives, mm-hmm. and I believe there's a, there, there are statistics on this, um, 
children are less likely to become incarcerated if parents are more involved in their life. That's why a lot of schools now, especially at the younger ages, they are um, they're advocating for parental engagement. That's a that's a huge component because they realize the importance of it. Gotcha. I understand. Chrissy, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Once again, promote your book, promote your project, promote your website. Go ahead. All right. Hey, guys, definitely come check out the Kittypreneur and You brand. Uh, We are all about empowering the child as well as the parent. The Kittypreneur and You book is is available on Amazon. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the Kittypreneur brand. And um, if anyone's interested in being a part of the program, definitely visit our website, www.kittypreneur.com. Chrissy, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. Keep us in the loop. Come back and tell us what's going on and what some of the some of the great entrepreneur um, businesses that the kids are doing. We'd love to hear more from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You take care of yourself, Chrissy. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye. All right, XO Nation. Chrissy Steed has been our guest. And once again, her website is www.kittypreneur.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to check us out online, www.xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.